Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how are you doing this week? You know me, Tyler. I'm chilling. Yeah. Well, that's only going to be short-lived because we got some. Uh, we've got some rage. We got to let it let it out. We got some shit we have to talk about because it is time to do our top 2019 lists. And like last year, we'll start with the bad. And we've got each got our top five worst movies of 2019. Now it's only the worst ones that we watched, but there were some bad ones. You know, great year for you, for movies, but not for some franchises. So, Mike, what is your fifth worst movie of 2019? Well, it's uh, going to be kind of difficult, but I think it's going to have to be Aladdin. Oh, okay. Now, you know, it's definitely not the worst movie ever made, but, you know, when you're seeing your childhood movie turn into live action, it didn't really fit the bill. Like, I did like some things that they did different, but it just didn't really uh, tickle my peaches, per se. Okay. I mean, I thought it was good, but nothing special. Um, you can definitely tell Disney took out the uh, the Guy Ritchie flair a bit in the movie. Oh, definitely. So, you know, as much as I like Guy Ritchie, it definitely felt like any director could have made that movie. But I didn't really have an issue with it. I thought the uh, some of the changes they made were fine. Will Smith doing his own thing as Genie worked. And compared to, say, other live-action remakes Disney has done, this is one of the better ones. That's true. Okay. Well, I mean, hey, you have uh, fair points for it. Like, it, it is nothing special. And, you know, it's, it's on your worst. It's on your worst. Because for me, I, I liked Aladdin as a kid. But, you know, it wasn't my favorite, most favorite animated movie. It, I assume it's one of your most favorites. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. when it comes to 2019, it was such a strong year for movies, and yeah. this one looked really promising, and it was a bit of a letdown for me, so that's what it made it. understand. Uh, so, my fifth place is Men in Black International, and honestly, it, it's only on, it's kind of only on this list due to lack of options, but also how not bad, but mediocre this movie is, really. I mean, it, it's not a terrible movie. It, it's, it really is the perfect airplane movie to watch, but you would think after how good Men in Black 1 was, how good Men in Black 3 was, you wait so long, you ditch the old cast, you gotta have a reason for it. There's no fucking reason for it. Um, I like how you skipped over 2. Well, you know, 2 is but, the ugly stepchild of the franchise. Yeah, but International was definitely better than 2. Yeah, I mean, it's more more coherent than two. It has special spe- special effects than two. But even then, it's just it's just there. Like, it just, it exists. I hear you. Yeah. We're going to cut into my number four because it's going to carry over. My four is Men in Black International. So pretty much same points we just touched up on. It was, like, I like how they expanded the universe, but it was a pretty low story. Like, there wasn't really that great of a plot to it. And... A lot of plot points were literally just to move the story along without really making it interesting. Yeah, and it's a shame, too, because, like you said, going to different locations and seeing the aliens and humans interact, that could have been a unique setup for other movies. They just didn't put enough story there for us to really care about now, so why would we care about sequel? Correct. My number four is, I assume this will be at your list at some point, X-Men Dark Phoenix. Oh. Yeah, it's a uh, franchise really should have ended with uh, Logan because one general fans are confused. Where does this uh, franchise like where is this in the timeline? Does this take place in a Logan timeline or not? I will I will give it some 
you know, uh, some slack. The reports are that this was supposed to be a two-parter. And Fox-Disney merger kind of just killed that. Fox condensed it into one. So obviously they had to write everything that and it didn't work out. But still, I think a main issue this stems from is, I think his name is Simon Kinberg. He's a first-time director, gets a big, you know, $200 million superhero movie. He wrote it, but he also wrote The Last Stand, which went over the exact same topic, Dark Phoenix. And so, that, who that wasn't good. If that wasn't good either, that was the weeks of the trilogy by far. So, yeah, maybe if he had a second movie, maybe he improved over the past 10 years and he would have wrote two solid superhero movies. But what was released was a half-assed thing. You know, uh, James McAvoy seemed, you know, like they tried to give him stuff to do, but it didn't work. Um, I like how they gave Beast stuff to do, but the only thing I really liked about it is the interaction of the old, old cast. So Magneto, Beast, uh, Professor X, but that's about it. New cast is still kind of eh. Yeah, I'll just, well, I don't think it's going anywhere. Oh, uh, yeah, no, not going anywhere, but I'll leave it at that. Just a disappointing superhero movie. Yeah, I personally didn't see it because I knew it was going to be bad, and I, I just didn't want to watch it. That's okay. Most people around the world didn't see it. It flopped hard. Yeah, but segueing into my third would have to be scary stories to tell in the dark. Now, I don't know if you read these stories or the books that they made when we were kids. They were some, they were dark and they were gruesome and they got a good horror director behind it. But once again, it was just an adolescent horror movie. And sometimes they're okay. This is not one of the times. They really kind of nerfed the stories, in my opinion. Now, this is PG 13, though, right? For the rating? Correct. So it kind of goes in the same category as like one missed call and stuff like that. So those classic, this would have been a great movie in like, mid-2000s when all those PG-13 horror movies were being made. You think it would have been a better one of those back then? Oh yeah, absolutely, but in this day and age, let's be serious, the fans you're catering to were all over 18. That's true. It, like, these kids today, they don't know what Scary Stories Tell in the Dark is. No, you're right. I mean, a lot, a lot of the more popular horror movies these days are rated R, and as we've seen with Deadpool and Joker and Birds of Prey, even superhero movies now, which were PG-13 exclusively are becoming rated R. And from what you're saying, it really sounds like this the movie didn't age up with the audience. Correct. Now, I kept seeing uh, Guillermo del Toro's name around this. Is he a producer or is he the director for it? Pretty sure he directed it. Okay. Because I don't know if it's one of those, oh, he helped produce it, make it, and it keeps throwing his name, but the director is like just someone. I'm pretty sure he directed I could be wrong, okay. but yeah, they... they... They created a plot around the stories, and that's what kind of didn't... I didn't really like it. It would have been cooler if it was an anthology film. Like, and basically, you just sit down, you watch a bunch of short movies, put yes. together. Okay. That would have been so much better, in my opinion. This, they made it about this girl, Sarah Bellows, who had this book that she wrote in her own blood, and her family kept her away, yada, yada, yada. Like, and the kids find it, and the stories start happening, because she's writing the stories about the kids that end up being, like, it's, I'm already bored about talking about it, so let's move on. All right, so, for my third place, it's a bit of a unique one. I will assume most people listening to this have not heard of it, but I did see it, and it is a Chinese movie called Integrity or at least what the translation is. From what I remember from it, it did come out Chinese New Year last year, so February. Basically, 
the it involved a, a guy in witness protection who is going to you know sp- spill the guts about a heavy corruption case gets cold feet he runs away then and, and there's a mean hong kong detective that's gotta track him down so sets up the first 20 30 minutes it sets up fine by the end of the movie we have turns out the informant is best friends or brothers with the head hong kong police detective that he tried to get away from the people that uh, he, he was going to go against he stole a bunch of money in the meantime and gave it to his old orphanage. He gets shot at a ski resort and killed. The detective loses his job because the friend slash brother basically set him up. I don't really know what the point of that was. And I read online that this may be a part of a trilogy because the movie just kind of ended at some point. So for someone who is trying to watch more international movies, this started off great. I was really interested. And by the end of it, I just really didn't know what the fuck's going on. And this is supposed to be the first in the series, and I'm lost. So, that's it's not a good sign. I have no problem reading the subtitles to enjoy a good movie, but this is not a good time. Well, I'll have to take your word for it. Now we're getting down to our finals here. This one should be easily foreseen. We've talked about it before, but it made the list, and it's pretty high on the list. Rambo Last Blood. I'm just going to let you go ahead. It is a... Uh... Just move this along. It is number two on my list, so uh, say your piece on what's wrong with this movie. Well, we fully divulge into this movie in another episode, so we'll just go over the quick key plot points here. Um, if you want to know more about the movie, it's worth a watch. Give that other video a watch. Yep, to make it easy, I will put the link to that episode specifically in the description. Just click on show more, and it's right there for you. Well, basically, the biggest points with this is you can tell where they fell short on the budget. Like, it wasn't that expensive to make and you can tell a lot of the time and the storyline is very mediocre i mean i get it they wanted to send off rambo if there's another last last blood i'm completely skipping that because they should call it last 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 blood yeah everlasting blood is more like it but yeah movie wasn't wasn't all that in a bag of chips yeah i mean for me it was uh it's pretty clear the budget is low. At first, it doesn't look like it, but when the second half of the movie is basically at his farm, you know that's when they just cut it down. Plot is completely stupid. He is the reason things happen the way they do, but they don't really talk about that. It's just he goes on a murder spree and, hey, it's all right because it happened, but if he just did what he was told, it wouldn't have happened. And it just, as a potential last Rambo movie, it's... It wasn't the best note to go out on, especially for an iconic character like that. Yeah, no, and they just kind of followed the key Rambo plot points. He's badass, gets his ass kicked first, then comes back and wins the second half. Which... It's like, all right, how many Rambo underdog stories do we need? Yeah, especially since by, you know, third, fourth one, he... Especially the fourth one, he is an unstoppable killing machine. Like, Oh, yeah, fourth one I enjoyed. It was a great action movie. Yeah, no, it's just, I'm just saying, it's like, you can't build him up over four movies to be an unstoppable killing machine. Fifth one, oh, let's beat him down again. And then he goes back into that rage. It's like, eh, like, really? Yeah. All right. So for my last movie, I've been seething over this movie for a while. Six Underground. Oh, my God. I, what, what a giant piece of shit Netflix released. I think now, obviously... I haven't brought this up yet because we haven't done the Bad Boys video, but it, I think it's safe to say now that Michael Bay's best filming days are behind him. 
he he doesn't do Bad Boys Three. It's one of the best Bad Boys. He leaves Transformers. Phone B is one of the best Transformer movies. So really, in the past what ten years, his best movie is what the Thirteen Hours movie. He really just goes off. Uh, it really does feel like Netflix gave Michael Bay two hundred million dollars, gave him a cast, and he put his face in a pile of drugs, and that's what we got. You want the Michael Bay getting out of car slow motion? We got twenty shots of that. You want you explosion? Explode? You fucking breathe, you might explode. There's a fifty percent chance. You want montages? For no fucking reason, walking, montage, getting ready, montage. But don't worry, we're not going to have a good score behind it. We're going to get whatever's in the top 40 music selection and play that blaring in the background. Because this is MTV. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I'm watching Netflix. Ryan Reynolds. Let me take a break from bashing Michael Bay. Ryan Reynolds is now playing the same fucking guy now since Deadpool. And while it was original at first, he is running this character into the ground. And it looks like it's going to be the same shit in Free Guy. So I hate to be this guy. Okay. But what do you expect from Ryan Reynolds? He's played the same character his entire career. I think the issue is before he wasn't really successful, and with Deadpool, he's become a superstar. And as a superstar, he isn't keeping himself fresh. Now, I get it. The Rock does the same shit. I get it. Like, I don't... Robert Downey Jr. just kept cashing Iron Man checks. Like, I don't hate the guy for getting his money for doing it. But he's such a likable guy. I don't want him to see burnt out like this. He's going to end up burnt out at one point. Yeah, well, he's enjoying his, as they say, 15 minutes. Yeah. I mean, 15 minutes, 15 years. And I like Ryan Reynolds as an actor. I really do. I do like him. Enjoy the majority of his movies. Like, he's he's funny. I like his style of humor, but at the same time, you kind of want to see him Mm -hmm. be successful at something else. Like, this comes out of love. I don't want to see him end up around the rom com days, Green Lantern days. I don't want him to end up back there. He shouldn't. I'm just saying. He keeps going like this. It's like even the meta commentary around this movie. They had him do, oh, this is the most Michael Bay movie, you know, Michael Bay's ever made. And guess what? That marketing from Ryan Reynolds is correct. This is the most Michael Bay movie he's ever made. And it is honestly shockingly violent. Um, he really was held back by other studios. You had a guy in a car, uh, Miz a turn, the forklift goes right through his chest, through the car, blood all over. You have a dictator who really hates his people and is trying to escape the team. He tells the driver, just run over them. So you see the truck now, the, the ATV, just mow down protesters. There's some dark shit in here. Um, tonally, the place, everything's all over. It, it, it's a fucking mess. The, the entire thing's a fucking mess. And, you know, because Michael Bay has to have some new crazy stupid tech. We have magnets. You know, Ryan Reynolds is this tech guru based on magnets. That's why he's able to afford everything. There was only one good scene I liked, and that was when a couple generals died. I won't say anything more than that, but when the dictator kills a couple generals, that was a good scene. Besides that, this is an absolute waste of your fucking time. So I think I'll stop before I pass out from ranting. Uh, Mike, what's your worst movie of the year? Well, it's going to have to be the remake of Pet Cemetery. You know, I was... Really looking forward to this movie. I love the original, and it's a very simple premise. And I get it; they wanted to switch it up, but I didn't like where they switched up to. Like it was, I mean, I I guess it's kind of just a continuation from the end of the original. I guess it's a sequel. 
No, it's a remake, but like in the end of the original, it, what happens is, you know, he buries his son who gets hit by a semi in the mm-hmm. uh, Indian ground. The kid comes back. He's demonic. He kills people. The dad ends up killing the son again. Well, he didn't kill him the first time, but he kills him. And But the son killed his wife. So he goes back and buries his wife, and his wife comes back, enters the kitchen. Her eyeball is fucking hanging from her skull. And, you know, they kiss, and then they hug, and then she smiles, and you see she has a knife in her hand, and that's how the movie ends. This movie, it was the daughter who got hit by the semi, and she goes around killing people and then burying them herself into the cemetery so that they can come up and they can all become this demonic demon family. And that's how it ends. And you don't feel that's a good change compared to the original? No, I kind of would have liked it to stay a little closer to its roots. I appreciate them trying to branch out and do something different. It just it just kind of wasn't really good. Okay, well, yeah. At least it wasn't the worst Stephen King movie this year. Oh, wait, no, sorry, it was. I meant, I meant to say it was the worst. Yeah, then we had another one. No, that's about yeah. it for me. Yeah, Um. I guess just to throw in there, just made the cutting, the cutting room floor. Almost made the list. I had Us. Us was going to be number six. I was I was almost considering it putting it up there. Oof. You and yeah. me have opinions on that one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's... And, you know, next week we'll talk about some, what are some of the best movies, so it'll be a more upbeat conversation. But until then, Mike, if anyone has any thoughts about what sucked in 2019, where can they let us know? Well, as always, got a variety of options. We got our email set up, entertainmentexpansionoutlook.com. Don't want to be so formal. Come on down to our Instagram page, follow us, leave a comment under our last post. Let us know what movies you absolutely hated in 2019 and what you're looking forward to this upcoming year. And finally, check out our YouTube channel. It's a lot of good movies on there. Some of them we talked about on this very list. So if you're interested, subscribe, give us a watch. You're going to like it. Yep. For any of them that were referenced here, we will be putting in a link in the description. So you can just click on that and see a full video on our thoughts about it. But until next week, for the best of 2019, that is it for this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you then.